Hi there. I'm very excited about my guest, but before I get to my guest, I have a little message from our sponsor. Hi there. You know, you can't really enjoy your freedom if you're not healthy. And that's why we've partnered with the wellness company. Their, their mission statement is own your wellness, own your health, own your freedom. And uh, I really support what they're doing. Dr. Peter McCullough has been on my program a couple of times. Um, he's the one who stood strong when they came down with all of these mandates. I want to point out, we have suspicions now that there will be something else that will come out of China um, and spread, and there will be fear-mongering, and there will be a lot of reaction. They have medical kits. They have emergency kits at the wellness company to help you deal with whatever might be coming your way. So check it out. Go to the link. Uh, use the code Sorbo for 10% off all of your purchases. Go to the wellness company and check out what they have for you and be healthy. Thanks. Hi there. Welcome to the Sam Sorbo show. I'm so excited about this guest because he has a new book out and he's also a good friend and he's a patriot. He is considered one of the world's leading experts on financial terrorism and economic warfare. And he's written this new book, which I have right here, called Pirate Money, which is absolutely brilliant. And I'm highly recommending it because you have to understand what is going on behind the scenes with your dollars and your pocketbook and your wealth. And uh, as we know, wealth is freedom. Is it not? Kevin Freeman is joining me. <laughs> Sorry, there he is. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Sam. I got so excited to, to have you on. I botched the uh, the introduction. So Kevin Freeman is the author of this fabulous book. You can see his name right there, Kevin D. Freeman. Um, and I've known him for a while as, uh, as an outstanding patriot. He has a show on Blaze TV called Economic War Room, which does uh, yeoman's work on bringing uh, economic warfare to people so they can use their finances to fight the culture battle. Um, and this is a this is a big war that we're in, right? Oh, absolutely. It, it is the war that we were warned up about by Jesus. If we can't get the money part right, we can't be trusted with true riches. And unfortunately, we as Americans have lost the war because we've made money God instead of just a useful tool. Oh my gosh. Okay, so that speaks right to my heart that we've made money God. In fact, we've made money our value, our personal value. We value ourselves only by the amount of money that we are able to generate in our culture today. And that is such a dangerous proposition. But I want to point out, you even start the book, that's the table of contents, and across from it you have, if you aren't faithful with, the, with your unrighteous mammon, you will never be trusted with true wealth. That's Jesus' Jesus's words in red, right? Um, yes. So tell me about this book, because I think it's important for people to read this, to understand. And, you know, um, we have to understand what we are up against because if we don't, we can't possibly fight. No, that's exactly right. And, and in reality, what we're up against is well, what I said is we've made money our end goal, our God. I, I was with you. We were at the CEO conference in uh, Lynchburg that Dave Bratt held and Liberty University held. And I had a young man come up to me and he told me how excitedly that he was going to start a hedge fund. He had this great strategy. He was going to make a fortune. And as soon as he had all this money, he was going to do good things for the kingdom of God. And I looked at him and I said, basically what you're telling me is you're going to put yourself in the position of the one man Jesus rejected who came to him. One guy came to him and said, hey, 
I, I want to follow you. And he said, yeah, well, go sell everything you've got, give to the poor, and then come and follow me. And what you're telling me as a young man is that you want to go put yourself in the position of the one who was rejected by building up this natural earthly money, and then you'll serve God. And I said, you got it backwards. You start serving God. God might bless you, and you might make lots of money, but money's not the goal. The goal is to serve God, and the money is a tool you can use in service to God. Now, we're facing this problem as an economist, as an investment manager, people come to me all the time, Sam, and they say, I'm scared. I'm worried about the economy. I'm worried about inflation. I'm worried about uh, the Chinese attacking the dollar. I'm worried about the US national debt. And all those things are real worries. Worried about central bank digital currency. And I look at them and I said, here's the thing. You're really saying, how do I protect my money? The answer should be, how does your money protect you? It's a tool or a weapon you use to protect liberty, security, values, to further and advance the kingdom. It is not the end goal. Pirate money was written to help people better understand what money is, what money should be, and what they can do if the dollar fails and it is going to fail. I say that without hesitation. Yeah, that's a very pessimistic point of view, but I don't know how to get around it because we... Okay, there's a there's a chapter in the book that you talk about Biden bucks. So talk about that and how the dollar can't help but fail at this point. Well, it's just simple math. We have 33.5 trillion, 33.6 trillion as we're recording this, and 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 it's gonna be 33.7 trillion before the month is out, I fear. Uh dollars in debt, 33.6 trillion dollars. The interest rate, the natural interest rate, according to the Federal Reserve, is between five and five and a half percent. Everybody knows if you borrow money, you have to pay interest on it. Good news is we've got some old debt that's rolling off now, but it's older debt that we borrowed when it was interest rates were like one percent. But five percent is where things are headed. Every every penny that we borrowed will within six years be paid at five percent or higher if interest rates go higher. That means we're paying $1.7 trillion in interest only. Just interest. Think about how much $1.7 trillion to China, to uh, banks, to uh, Social Security recipients, to everyone who's loaned money to our government. And a lot of people have. So So what's the answer for people? Because, you know, this is a tough subject. We weren't taught in school to... Uh, to understand economics, much less, you know, pay attention to economics. Uh, And so, you know, when you start talking about the debt and stuff, people's eyes glaze over, but this is important stuff. So let's get down to sort of the nitty gritty, the the individualized tactics. So, um, you know, what about cryptocurrency? What about, you know, what, what are, what are our options then? Well, so we're we're running out of money as a nation. We're spending over almost two trillion dollars a year more than we take in, and we already have a massive, massive debt. And the interest only is just going to make it worse. So we already now, owe thirty-three trillion. So how we get there to the personal level is first off, you got to dumb it down to imagine yourself and you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, and you think you're pretty doing pretty well. $100,000 a year is nothing to sneeze at. It's still a decent amount of money. <laughs> but, but you owe like 100 times that in debt, and your interest alone is going to take up almost that entire 100000 You're technically broke. So what do we do? 
it's going to, one of three things is going to happen. We're going to inflate our way out of it, and we've already seen massive inflation, so that the, gov the money is going to become worthless, like this is a $100 trillion Zimbabwe <laughs> note. Uh, it, it, it's, it's worth nothing. Or, or like in Weimar, Germany, when they were producing oh, a million mark, right. this, is, this is a million mark, basically the currency is going to collapse or we're going to have massive inflation or we're all going to be dead flat busted broke because we're counting on a dollar that has no props left underneath it. That's where we came up with pirate money because what we think the government is going to do is they're going to institute Biden bucks and they're going to turn all money, all electronic, all the time, and they will give it to you when they feel good about it. They will withhold it from you when they feel like you shouldn't have money. They will tell you it's okay to buy this item, but not this item. So you can buy an electric car, but you can't buy a gas-powered car. You can't right, buy so a gas-powered car. So when you're checking sold. out, when you're checking out at Walmart, uh, the chips are approved, but not the not the steak or not the right. No, no meat. But you can buy the bug-filled Tyson's new protein that they're producing. <laughs> you know and, what? I and just, you can eat crickets. I just, I just saw. Uh, uh, like a meme or something. Oh no, I think my husband tweeted it. Um, we should test Klaus Schwab's theory that you will own nothing and like it by putting him in jail, taking all of his belongings, uh, repossessing all of his belongings and see how that works out. <laughs> yeah, of course. He would be so thrilled and so happy. No, the elite will, will, will get their way. But the average, we will no longer have paper dollars. We so are we, are we bifurcating our economy? Are we going to have two separate economies? Because I'm not going to, I don't like that. I actually use cash a lot. I, I, I really like it. I like to touch it. My kids don't though. So it's generational. The new generation will adopt these practices, even if us, us older folks won't. Well, they may not give you a choice. They may remove cash from the system and they can do that. You can go to a lot of stores now. They won't take any cash. Even though it says legal tender, they won't take it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And, so, and you know, I would choose not to shop there, but you're right. My, my, my choices will be forever limited. And so, so, okay, so back to pirate money. So what's the solution? The solution was put in place by the founders. You study the Constitution. You taught your kids the Constitution. You encourage homeschoolers to teach the Constitution. It's fantastic. Article 1, Section 10, the founders of this nation said, unbacked paper money like this nine million mark or like the Zimbabwe currency, we hate because we did that. We tried that in the Continental Congress, and this is a $4 Continental note that is payable in Spanish milled dollars or the equivalent in gold and silver. They claimed it had nothing to back it up. It failed completely. George Washington said it's a miracle that we won because the money wasn't good. He said it take a wagon load full of continentals and it would not buy a wagon full of supplies. This was essentially worthless paper. Somehow through God's divine providence, we got through it. But the founder said, never again. We will never again have unbacked paper money here in America. We should never have that. So they outlawed it in the Constitution, and they left a provision is states could never do that, but a state could make gold and silver coin legal tender in their state. That provision has sat there since uh, 1787. And okay. let me, let me just, because uh, I think that this is a corollary, right? Our dollar used to be backed by gold. It did. 
And then they switched it to the petrol dollar. So it was backed by oil, basically. And we basically forced the world to trade oil for dollars. Right. And now we've got enemies of the United States, like Iran and China, who are saying, well, we're going to use other currency. And so they have logistically, they've removed the oil, uh, the petrol dollar from the world stage, if you will. And that's why Absolutely. the dollar has no backing. Well, the dollar didn't, that, that technically wasn't backing, but the Saudis said we will only exchange oil for dollars. And then when we get extra dollars, we'll put them in U.S. Treasury bonds. That ended this year, 50 right. years almost to the day that it was enacted between Henry Kissinger and Saudi Arabia. It ended in 2023. Now there is nothing. We used to produce silver certificates. This is a $5 silver certificate. It says we'll pay to the bearer on demand $5 in silver. I've got a $1 silver certificate. Uh, up until 1971, you could walk to the, if you were a foreign government, you could walk to the treasury and you could say, here's my dollar, give me gold. And they would give gold. Nixon ended that. So right. now there's nothing behind the dollar except the full faith and confidence in the United States government, which is going down every single day, which means the dollar is going to fail. It's going to fail because too much debt. It's going to fail from lack of confidence. It's going to fail because the Chinese and the Iran Iranians and the North Koreans and the uh, Russians hate the dollar. It's going to fail because we've weaponized it. Elon Musk says if you weaponize your currency, uh, eventually people, other people will stop using it. What do you so mean by weaponize? Oh, so Russians put money, they get extra money and they, and the oligarchs, they make money, you know, whatever the legitimate business, illegitimate business. But when they got extra money, they would send it to the United States and put it in an American bank. Well, when Russia invades Ukraine, we punish them by essentially freezing those assets and taking oh. them away from the Russians. Those in Which India is, saw. Right. So strategically, it, we might think that we're being clever, but we're undermining our credibility if you can't with other nations right if you can't invest it yeah exactly so uh, uh, india looks and says what if america gets mad at us right they might you know japan and germany are allies now but they were enemies 60 years ago yeah. so the, the idea is that i can't trust america they're going to steal my money and so we'll stop using the dollar that's how the BRICS nations brazil russia india china south africa and 29 others have said maybe we should move away from the american dollar well, then who do right. we sell our debt to that further and that further erodes confidence, but we're stuck. We're in the United States. What else can we do? What else can we use? Pirate money. Pirate money is state based gold and silver where you can take your U.S. dollars. I could take my five dollars. I could send it to the state of Texas and they would buy gold or silver for me hold it in the Texas Bullion Depository, and then issue me a checking account or a debit card that I could use and I could spend that money when I wanted to. If I wanted to show up at the depository and said, hey, I want my gold and silver out, they would say, okay, there's a withdrawal fee, but yes, you can take your gold and silver out and you can physically take possession of it. It's creating an alternative monetary system that the founders put in the constitution when they said no state shall make anything other than gold and silver coins legal tender within the state. All yeah, of no, this is explained in this 200 page book. Nobody reads the constitution anymore. It's old and it's written in cursive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except we do have, we do have uh, 
five members of the Supreme Court, at least, who still read the Constitution and, and will, I believe, back this up. And we have attorney generals in some good states like Texas that will fight for that right. And I think we've got a few courts that will defend it. So I think we should do it. Are we so we haven't done it yet? There isn't a state that's done it, but I could start lobbying in the state of Florida, for instance, right? Yes, in fact, we have 18 states that have indicated interest. I was just at your legislature in Florida, in Tallahassee. I met with 30, 24 members of the House, six members of the Senate, which is one fourth of the entire legislative body. And our mutual friend Art Alley introduced me to a bunch. Citizens for Sound Money was in there, and we had a dinner, and they all came out of there saying, we're convinced. We read your book. We're convinced. All they have to do is get one other person each. It passes in Florida. The governor said, I like the idea. I think that's pretty good. So I think we can pass in Florida. In Utah, we have great momentum. In Texas, we're working to get a special session uh, because our next legislative session is not till 2025. 18 states are moving forward on this. The momentum is off the charts. And if you read the book, anyone who reads the book, I think will be convinced that this is doable, practical, optional, meaning you don't have to give up your US dollar paper money. You can just use this right. as an option. Right, it's and just a, par it's a parallel track for security, if you will. And you know, a lot of people are really skeptical about cryptocurrency. Yeah, but this doesn't have to be crypto. There's no blockchain required. No, Some I'm saying as, as an alternative to cryptocurrency, oh, yeah. this being state-backed, being, you know, government-backed, although I'm I'm skeptical of government full 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 throttle. <laughs> but right. I suppose if this is a, you know, this is sort of a parallel track. There are a lot of people who don't know enough about crypto. They're just skeptical because it sounds weird and stuff like that. What, what are your thoughts on cryptocurrencies? Well, my first thought is I wished I hadn't been skeptical when it first came out and I thrown <laughs> a lot of money into it. Uh, when it first, the first commercial transaction of Bitcoin uh, took place on May 22nd, about 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago, and they bought for 10,000 Bitcoin they bought two medium-sized Papa John's pizzas. And at 10,000 Bitcoin today at $30,000 each means that that was $300 million that, that was uh, spent to buy two medium-sized pizzas. I, I wished I had been on the selling end of the pizza and gotten the Bitcoin. I, yeah, I don't it's, think it's... it's the, the, the inflation, it's reversed, right? It's a reversed inflation, basically, because originally it didn't have very much value. And it's, but it has the, the, the markets dropped considerably and then rebounded. And it's volatile, if it's nothing very else. Very volatile. I don't think it's money yet. It could be money, uh, but it's not money because it bounces around too much. Nobody can trust that as a store of value. However, uh, the government hates it. The federal government wants to crush Bitcoin. They want to kill it. That's absolutely obvious. Why? Because it's limited in, in amount, number one, and number two, it's private. Well, they want limitless money that is completely transparent so they can control people with it. So they hate Bitcoin. The good news about pirate money, which is gold and silver made transactional estate, and I agree with you, one state could go rogue and go bad, but it's still your gold and silver under the law and you could show up and say give me my gold and silver out or you could write a check and withdraw it so i think what we're proposing if we can get it in 18 states then if texas went bad you'd move your money to florida or to oklahoma or to utah or to north carolina 
So I think that this pirate money answer was put there by the founders wise enough to know that the federal government could go rogue. And if they did with money, that you would have a sound basis to keep store your money. Money does three things. It's a, it's a unit of account, it's a medium of exchange, and it's a store of value. And what we've described is we've made gold and silver a unit of account, a medium of exchange, and a store of value. You could take your debit card right now and you could spend it at any store that takes MasterCard. Once it gets passed, this will be an alternative optional money system we're not forcing anybody to take it or use it. We're just making it, uh, taking what's in the Constitution and making it useful to ordinary citizens today. Let me ask you this, because, you know, it, the more you answer, of course, the more questions come up. Um, can people refuse to take your debit card, your, your gold-based debit card? Uh, it depends on what they're refusing it for. If they refuse all of MasterCard, if it were on the, if Texas signed a deal with MasterCard, and they refuse it, they'd have to refuse MasterCard for everyone, which I don't think they're going to do. And if they oh, did so do that- so, so pirate money, and by the way, sorry, why is it called pirate money? It's called pirate money because the only money, according to the founders, here's an example. This is a, this is a Spanish milled dollar, also known as a piece of eight. You can cut it in eight pie-shaped wedges. Each one is a bit. Two bits made a quarter, four quarters made a dollar. Our monetary system is based on this is a dollar. A dollar is not a dirty green piece of paper with a picture of Washington on it. A dollar is a Spanish mill dollar as defined under the Constitution and by the Congress. This is not quite a doubloon. This is a half a scudo. Now, a doubloon would be more like this size, and in gold, that would be worth a lot of money. This is a gold and silver coin known as a doubloon or a piece of eight. And when I tell you, Sam, it's a doubloon and piece of eight, what do you think? You think Captain Jack Sparrow, you think pirate money, That's the you think Treasure Island. That's the first thought that you have when you hear gold doubloon and piece of eight. So we named it pirate money. And by the way, the founders were called pirates by the British. John Paul Jones, the founder of the American Navy, to this day is listed in British naval history as an American pirate. <laughs> That's great. Okay, uh, back to my other question. So, uh, so you're expecting MasterCard to jump on board with this with each individual state or or Visa or some, one of the big credit card companies. In other words, it, yeah, it, it could be MasterCard. It could be we uh, our own company. Initially, it'll it'll definitely be a MasterCard or a Visa. In fact, there is a company called Glint Pay that is doing this same thing on a commercial basis. It's not legal tender, which has tax implications, uh, and it's not offered by a state, and your gold is held in Switzerland, and I'm not comfortable with that as much as I would be having my gold in Texas or in Florida. Uh, by the way, my suggestion to Governor DeSantis is, hey, I hate eminent domain, but if you're sick of Disney, just eminent domain Cinderella's <laughs> castle and make that your bullion depository right there, right on Main Street Disney. Eminent domain Cinderella's castle could be DeSantis' castle. Oh but, dear. <laughs> but it is available today commercially and it works and it works on MasterCard. And so you can spend it. I've already done that. I put money and sent money to Switzerland. They bought gold for me. I've spent it at restaurants. They have no idea I'm paying them in gold or silver. I just made gold and silver transactional. I made it convenient. I made it simple, easy to store. And if a state does this, it will be 
exempt from capital gains taxation, which is a huge, it's all this explained. It's hard to, you know, in a, in a yes. short program, it's hard to explain this, but if you read this book, Pirate Money, it will give you the opt-out to the Great Reset. It will give you the opt-out to central bank digital currency. So if you want to not participate in central bank digital currency and you're concerned about what's going to happen, buy this book and read it. It has the answer. Yes, and it's it's actually quite an easy read. Um, but honestly, what you just said, I think, makes it very much more clear to the audience that basically you are having a savings account that is holding gold, but you're drawing on it in whatever currency in whatever currency you want because you're drawing on it via some kind of a credit card. And so it just draws down the amount of gold that you have in your account by the dollar amount of whatever you're purchasing, uh, which makes it makes it very easy. And in a sense, you're securing your, say you have dollars, you're securing your dollars by turning them into gold, which retains its value better than a paper dollar bill does, right? No, that's exactly right. So how to buy gold was the number one Google search term in April of this year, and people <laughs> don't know how to buy it. This is an easy way to buy it. But they said in that Wall Street Journal article that described this, it said, but gold is not convenient for buying movie tickets right. or paying for a restaurant or whatever. So we're just making it convenient. You could even write a check on it. If you say, I don't, I don't like debit cards, then you could write a check and it would be right. payable in ounces of gold or ounces of silver. Right. Brilliant. Okay. So the name of the book, again, Pirate Money, uh, where do people, where would you like people to go to pick up this book? Well, we're offering it primarily on Amazon, but you can go to piratemoneybook.com. You can read endorsements from brilliant people I know, like you, Sam, and your husband, Kevin. And <laughs> I ben was Carson. reading through them, and my endorsement is really excellent. <laughs> it is a really good endorsement. Naomi Wolf, uh, yes. uh, just Frank Gaffney. Oh, it's a uh, who's really who. You've got Charlie Kirk in here, Jim Garlow, Dr. Jim Garlow. Um, you just have, yeah, a, a whole bunch of great people who know a ton of stuff. Uh, I don't know how much work you you had to do to get all of these endorsements lined up. Look at that Kevin Sorbo even yeah. endorsed the book. Um, you've done a really great job explaining something that is, uh, how do I put it? It's uh, It's not foreign. It's just, ew, people don't want to deal with this. They don't yes. want to complex and challenging. It seems, but you know what? I got to tell you, I, years ago, I read Thomas Sowell's book, um, Eco, uh, beginning economics. I think it's beginning economics. It was, it was just an economics book. And of course he is so brilliant and he's such a great writer. And it was such a compelling read that I recommend it to people. Money is the storage of value over time. Now that sounds right. like a, like maybe some gobbledygook, but if you think about it, you're storing value for a period of time. The problem is if over time that money that you've that you've purchased with your value, whatever that value, right? If that if that money degrades, then the value degrades. So you so you haven't stored that value over time. You've actually lost and that's that's the precipice that we are sitting on right now is that the money is degrading because of the behavior of our government. The more money that our government prints, and the and they have to print money because they're so far in debt, they have to find money somewhere to pay off the debt, to to pay to pay the interest on the debt. This is where we started this conversation. The more money they print, the less each piece of money has. It's that's just natural 
economics. If you have more of something, each thing is worth less. So right. um, I'm hoping that people can get this book and and um, dive in and learn a little bit about what makes our economy tick and learn a little bit more about how you can protect yourself from a hedge of protection. And um, I know we started this conversation that we value money too highly, but that's not what that's not what this is really about. So to clarify, it's not that we value money so highly, it's that they devalue money so easily and we need to protect ourselves. Right, since 1971, when we left the gold standard money, our US dollars lost 87 and a half percent of its purchasing power. And the reality of it is because we're fearful that we're gonna lose this, we make all sorts of irrational bad decisions, political decisions, family decisions, and everything else. Instead, we ought to find, say, this belongs to God, and therefore we need to find a way to protect it. God's money is, is measured in gold and silver from the Bible. The nice. founders knew that, and that is the answer, is to put money into rightful place and then to use it as a tool for liberty, security, and values. So well said. Kevin Freeman, thank you so much for coming on the Sam Sorbo Show. It's such a pleasure and a blessing to talk to you. Thank you, Sam. All right. This is the Sam Sorbo Show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.